Today is Gaudete Sunday, or the third Sunday of Advent. Gaudete is the Latin word which means rejoice. Now traditionally, historically, the color for this Sunday is rose, not pink, I want to point out. So traditionally, the vestments and the hangings and all in the church would be, would be, would be that rose color. However, that tradition is fading out and we just light the rose candle. Again, not pink. Which my wife told me this morning, there's no difference. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Another fun note about this Sunday is the collect. Stir up your power, O Lord. In the 1928 prayer book, in the English 1662 prayer book, this collect is prayed on the last Sunday following of the last Sunday following Trinity or the last Sunday before Advent. And it became associated with Christmas pudding in England. Now, most recipes for Christmas pudding, which is a staple Christmas food in Britain, call for it to be made well in advance of Christmas. And when people heard the words, stir up thy power, it was a reminder that they also needed to go home after church and stir the Christmas pudding when they got home. So it would be ready for Christmas. But now we pray it two weeks before Christmas, or in our case, less than two weeks before Christmas. So sadly, I'm sorry to report, it would be too late to stir up the Christmas pudding if you haven't done so already. Again, I'm sorry to report this. <laughs> and the theme of this day is what the word Gaudete translates to. Rejoice. Rejoicing in the Lord. And the readings deal with rejoicing in the Lord. Or a Christian joy. As well as connecting the mission of John the Baptist with his connection to Advent. Now, looking at the readings, all of the readings, we see rejoicing. We see this theme popping up. We see good news, especially for those who are down, those who are oppressed, those who are hated, those who are separated from their community. People who desperately needed the good news in their lives is what we see today. We see a promise of good things to God's people in all of our readings. We see God's people who have dealt with heartbreak or suffering. Even in their sorrows, God was still with them. And because of that, the people rejoiced. And for many, there's a sense of sadness around this time of year. Many who have experienced grief, suffering, hard times, they might feel pain in this time. But in the pain and sorrow, there is still joy. There still can be joy. In the darkness, there can still be a light. There can still be rejoicing because the victor of pain and suffering, Christ, is among us. Now, right now, we are seeing pain and suffering in a very real way. With this pandemic that sadly 
once again is raging out of control in our community. We are dealing with pain and suffering. For those stricken with the virus and those who are missing much, there's pain. Even in this pandemic, brothers, the light of Christ still shows. It still shines bright. And when the light of Christ is seen, the darkness cannot overtake the world. The darkness cannot overtake our lives. Even in the midst of sorrow. Where do we see this light, though? If we can't see it, perhaps we can look a little differently. As I said, in our readings, we see joy. We see joy in circumstances where we do not think we can find joy. Beginning with our Old Testament reading, we hear God's promise that he is with them. When it is hard to see him or fill him amongst the Israelites. Here the people have spent time in captivity. They have been taken from their homes, from their lands. They've lost their temple. To them, God has abandoned them. Not only do we hear that God has abandoned them, we hear that, or not only, sorry, do we not hear that God has abandoned them, but he will lift them up and he will seek vengeance on their enemies. God still was going to bring them good tidings. He showed that the Lord's favor still was shining on them. Not only that, but he will lift them up, those who mourn giving them garlands instead of ashes, an oil of gladness instead of mourning, praise instead of a faint spirit, so that they may again glorify and rejoice in the Lord. Isaiah was showing that those who lost what they knew, that the Lord will lift them up when they turn to him, because they are his people. We also deal justly with those who wronged them. And this, in turn, gave them the opportunity to once again worship God. To rejoice in His holy name. And we see a similar promise in the song of Mary, which we read in place of our song. During that song, Mary sings praises to God. She just visited her aunt, who she found out was also gifted with a child, and that child being John the baptizer. After Elizabeth blessed Mary, she sang this song. In that song, we hear what God is going to do through the Son, lifting up the lowly, those who have been controlled and mistreated. She sang about how God will fill the hungry with good things and that his mercy will be shown in a time where Rome was controlling the people and they couldn't see or feel his mercy. Where people were being controlled and mistreated. He will still show his mercy. And that mercy will be found. Just as his mercy was shown to the Israelites in the Isaiah reading. Going further, we hear from St. Paul to rejoice always. Rejoice at God's goodness and give thanks for that. He is reminding them that God blesses them even in their trouble. Because of that, they can live lives that point people to the light 
of Christ. The light that we heard about from John the baptizer this morning in our gospel reading. When he's telling them to allow the spirit to fill them, to listen to the words of the promised prophets, to do good, to hold fast from evil. He is telling them how to show the light of Christ in their world, a world where they're still being controlled and mistreated. He is also showing them that they can see the light of Christ and others when they need to find it. The same light that John prepared the weary people for. In these readings, we hear very good news for those who desperately needed the good news. We are reminded of the goodness of God. The goodness that he is given to his people. We are reminded that even in times of trouble, God is still there. We also see that that light is available even in the darkness. A light that lifts up God's people. And that light, as St. Paul said or alluded to, can be found in God's people's actions. Their words, their deeds, their faith. That light can be found in our world today. In the same people's actions, words, deeds, and faith. We are waiting on the coming of the Lord. And with that, we can rejoice. We can rejoice that God has given us a means to escape sin and death. Even in this season where many may be living in darkness, where some may be struggling, where some are in pain or suffering. The reminder that God is with them is needed. Just like the Israelites heard in their darkness. Many need to see the light of Christ today so that they too may rejoice. It is in the actions of many where we see Christ. The actions that show people that God is with them, that God is present, that God has not deserted us. It is when we lift others up where we see Christ's light in the world. It is where we care for one another that we see Christ's light in the world. It is when we act as the light of Christ, where our actions, our lives show that light, point people towards that light, as St. Paul told the Thessalonians to do, when people really see Christ. I saw a good story on the news, and lately, watching the news, it's been few and far between on these good stories. But it started out as a Florida man, and as soon as I heard Florida man, my mind went somewhere else, like, oh no, here we go. But this man in Florida paid the utility bills for 114, 114 families who are at risk of having their utilities shut off. He may not even known most of those, but he was serving them as his neighbor. He was serving his neighbors as himself. He was showing Christ's light in the world by that action. And this is one place we can see Christ's light. We also see this light in the frontline doctors and nurses basically giving their all to heal the sick. And some have given all doing this work. 
But this is Christ in our world, caring for the least of these. Christ's light in the world, the light that shines through the dark times, is what we are seeing. And this light is there to enlighten the darkness. As we go about this Advent season, if you feel the darkness becoming too blinding, find those little places where Christ's light is shining. Look closely in the good actions of others to see it. But let us also remember that there are others who around us who need that light. There are many who need to see Christ's light in their lives. Let us, by our actions, by our words, by our deeds, by our faith, show them that light. Point them to that light. Point them to Christ. Let those actions and words show Christ to those who need to see him. We may be in a dark time. However, that darkness cannot hide Christ's light. The pandemic cannot stop God from being with us. Let us rejoice in God's love for us. Let us rejoice that he is with us even in this place, either at home or here or wherever we are. Let us rejoice that the world cannot and will not hide God from us. Let us rejoice in God, whose goodness outshines the darkness. Amen. Amen. Amen.